Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Man on Post podcast. I am your host, producer Ross. I'm back. I've had a little bit of a, a break from uh, podcasting in general, but I'm back here, ready to go. Uh, joining me this week, we have the full cast of the Man on Post team. Colin, Tom, Greg, Adam and James. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello. Evening. All right. Hello, everybody. All right. <laughs> there he is. All right, where should we start then, guys? Uh, Saturday's Premier League action, I suppose. The Chelsea-Everton game is the early kickoff. Adam? Heartbreak. Late, late heartbreak. I still feel sick. <laughs> was it John Terry? Was it John Terry's, all I can see is John Terry's smug face as well. <laughs> Didn't even that, score. From that post-match interview. Um, no, it was given to John Terry in the end. Ah, yeah, because it, it shouldn't be. Um, I thought it was an OG, didn't they, originally? And then they correct, yeah, they corrected it. Um, yeah, just sickening. We were so good. Um, if only we could score goals. Yeah, that's the problem. Looking at the match stats, uh, pretty even game, really. Yeah, they had a lot more shots, it seems. But A lot of those came in the second half, though, from Sherla, who just came on and just shot from anywhere <laughs> and achieved absolutely nothing. Yeah. But um, we kept the ball really nicely. Um, Barry and McCarthy had a really great game in, in um, central midfield. And um, we probably, I think we had them on the rack a little bit, I think. Jose was worried his substitution at halftime where he bought off Oscar for um, Ramirez mm. to, to try and shore it up a little bit. I don't did say at the time that Lampard looked puzzled at halftime because he couldn't work out why he hadn't been substituted. <laughs> um, That's a dig, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> he did start to look every bit of his 36 years, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's playing alongside Matic. But... Um, yeah, it's disappointing, really. But you, you, you take some some sort of solace from the performance, I suppose. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? It's still a, a, a battling performance. Keeps you up there still. Oh look, well, when you look at the the record, I think they were talking about it in commentary that um, seventy nine home league games now where Jose Mourinho hasn't been beaten. Mm. He's only ever lost four games or three games. I think it is at Stamford Bridge ever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you don't expect to get an awful lot. No, so. one no loss is not the worst result. Exactly, yeah. It's just, well, it's just injuries at the front, isn't it, at the minute? It is, yeah. So, Torre was going to start the game. Yeah. And um, he, he had to, to pull out with um, a hamstring injury in in um, in the warm-up. But Lukaku is back. He just obviously was ineligible to play against Chelsea. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. And to be fair, I think Stephen Naismith's looked looked good. He looks busy. Um, he, he brings other players in, in. I just think that when he's playing up front, he's not gonna. He's not a huge scorer of goals. No. And that's when you need the goals to start coming from other positions. And uh, um, Morales has had a little spell, a spell of scoring some goals, but he needs to be in a bit more goal scoring form if we're gonna have Naismith there for a bit longer and I can't remember the last time Pinar scored. <laughs> no, it's quite a while ago. A game that's going to make James pretty unhappy but going to make Tom and Greg quite happy. West Ham 3, Southampton 1. West Ham took the lead. Uh, Southampton took the lead early on through uh, Yoshida. But then uh, Matt, Jar- Matt Jarvis, Carlton Cole and Kevin Nolan all with the goals. Has the, um, Tom, do you reckon the, the Saints bubbles burst? It's their first defeat in about six or seven games as well so I don't think you can really say it's burst. I think they just had some good early season form mm. and they're, they're, they're probably around the right place in the table. Just, was it ninth, eighth or ninth? Eighth, yeah, ninth. They're not, yeah. Yeah, they're not as good as the teams that are above them and they're definitely not as bad as the jokers in the bottom half of the table. <laughs> All ten of them. <laughs> I'm just going to take a moment to big myself and Colin up here because I think you'll find we called this. <laughs> this is West Ham's fourth straight Premier League win. Blimey. 
they are currently sitting in tenth place. But yeah, they're. Um, it's what happens where you stick with a manager for one, because they could have easily sacked Allardyce hmm. earlier on in the season, and I thought they probably would. Yeah, everyone's calling for it, weren't but, they? I even put money yeah. on it. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that because is it not just the f- I don't think it's got a lot to do with the manager I think it's just the fact that that's how, how good West Ham have actually are they just regress to the mean and if you look at the teams they've played in those four games I, they haven't played anyone special mm. I think they've played Swansea, Cardiff, Norwich and Southampton teams they should be that beating might- though you think well, still got to beat the teams they, around you, though. But exactly, that's something they, they wouldn't have they, done earlier on in the season. They've played them, and they have. Yeah. And now everyone's saying oh, you, that's what you get for not sacking Allardyce. But there's every chance you could have sacked Allardyce, and they're still teams they should have been beating, and they would have beaten them anyway. And you, you'd have exactly the same response. But the you, the outcome you'd have is look, this is what happens. You sack a manager, you get that new manager bounce. Mm. Just like Cardiff happen. <laughs> but um, I thought the. The goals were so such West Ham goals at Southampton conceded. <laughs> the Matt Jarvis was the Matt Jarvis goal was just a hoof upfield. Uh, he was probably marginally offside, but by a, a, the tiniest of amounts. Yeah. And then the, the, the Kevin Nolan scoring from four yards and <laughs> a Colton Cole scrambled the ball home in the penalty box. It, West Ham football. It's the West Ham way. That's how they like it. <laughs> But but come on, I mean you've got to give West Ham credit. I mean in in terms of the Premier League, they are the informed team. I give them credit for how um, British based their starting eleven is. Only Guy Demmel and um, Adran in goal. Everyone else is from these shores. You don't see that very often these days in the Premier League. And they're without England's Andy Carroll as well. They've they've achieved these results without him. So. Yeah, I think a bit of kudos needs to go to to West Ham and uh, Big Sam in particular. Really, I think I think a lot of it came from the draw against Chelsea. I think that was the turning point, mm. and since then they've been able to really push on. And Nolan's on fire as well, isn't he? Something, something like six goals in his last seven games. Yeah, not bad, is it? With some assists in and there as well. And three assists. Not, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh... That Christmas break he had really did him so good. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be an advocate of uh, bringing a winter break in. <laughs> Definitely. Um, let's talk about. He had that. He had that holiday booked since <laughs> this time last year. Yeah. That sounds dodgy all over again. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a new manager. Then that's not got uh, the uh, the honeymoon period is definitely well and truly over. Then a four nil home loss by Cardiff at the hands of Hull. There wasn't. There wasn't the honeymoon period to start with. You sure. <laughs> well, yeah, true. I think he's picked up four points from seven games. Yeah, played seven, won one, drawn one, lost five. Yeah. Ouch. And won a, won a cup game, didn't he, as well? Uh, won two, I'll take Yeah. That was uh, Steve Bruce's 100th Premier League win as a manager in 343 games. It's annoying because I hate Steve Bruce, <laughs> but he did, some really good biz- he did some really good business in January with Jelovic and Long. Yeah, they formed a deadly partnership, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Long's doing all the hard work and Jelovic is just picking up pieces. Jelovic, half the time, half the time, he just looks like someone that should be playing Sunday league football. He's so <laughs> gangly and all over the place. And then he just pops up with a nice little neat finish. I think when he's playing with a, when he's playing with another striker that Shane Long gives him the space to be able to, when the ball comes to him, it's, he doesn't have to do any sort of hard work. He gets the opportunities to just do those first-time finishes that he's so good at. Mm. But when he's playing up front on his own, he's he's normally being being marshaled by two centre backs. He's not really given that sort of time and space. And um, also at Everton, he was doing too much of the hard work. He's a penalty box player. Yeah, there was lots of times where you'd see him out on the left, and he's he's not going to score from there. And no, be no one else I... in his position in the middle. Kind of pointless. But uh, Cardiff looked doomed on this form. I'd say so. Yeah, I think they're dumb. You can't. I can't see where are they going to win games from. They don't. Their best player is probably their goalkeeper. Mm. You're always in trouble but if they're that's still the... conceding. They're still conceding a lot. That's that's never a good thing. So their fixtures coming up. Um... Doesn't matter, does it? They can't seem to win against anyone. No. Yeah, if they can't beat the teams around them, they're not going to end up beating the teams <laughs> above them. <laughs> right. Well, they've got Tottenham, Fulham, Everton, Liverpool. Next four games. Can't really see many points there. Maybe a draw at Fulham. 
would be the best I could hope for, I think. Current form. Are they doomed, Greg? I think so. If you look, they've won five games in 27 games so far. Mm. And Solskjaer's targeting another five from the next 11. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that says it says it all. I think Hull are pretty safe as well, aren't they? Oh, yeah, Hull. I'm a big fan Definitely, of the way yeah. Hull play. I think they've uh, been, you know, a breath, breath of fresh air playing 3 5 2. Does it feel, do you feel dirty saying that? <laughs> I do a little bit, yeah. But, you know, they've got quite a, a nice midfield who like knocking it around. You know, like Huddleston and Livermore. Um, yeah, they're... City of culture. A, yeah, and they're a city of culture. <laughs> yeah. Colin, Alex Bruce playing Premier League football. <laughs> well, that's crazy in itself, isn't it? But um... <laughs> the word nepotism. <laughs> mind. Yeah, I remember a particular 6-4 loss at the hands of Preston when Alex Bruce was to blame for pretty much all of the goals. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, Man City kind of struggled to a 1-0 win at home against Stoke. Uh, Yaya Torre in the 70th minute. But it's a vital win, though. Keeps up the pressure on Chelsea. Do you think the uh, the Barcelona game just took it out of them and they had a pretty long week? Because they were doing a lot of chasing the midweek, weren't they? just think Yaya Torre is lazy. <laughs> well, I just... We just seem to see this. Where this happens with, I think this happens with City. I think they just they have this sort of weird performance in them. Normal, and but normally they don't seem to get the result, yeah. especially this season. I just think it's another Sim- one of them. Similar, they've, to, similar to Liverpool, isn't it? The last couple of seasons where they just draw nil nil at home to an awful team, and Man City have done it a couple of times away from home. Just they lose, lost to Cardiff, didn't they? But they managed to grind it out, though. Yeah, I think that, that that's. I sp- that's about the only good thing they can really take from the game. I think I still I maintain what I said all along. I think Stoke are a pretty decent team, so the credit credit to to Man City in getting something, but it's it's not really. It's not encouraging, is it? If you're a City, fan? no, it's not encouraging. Especially the um, Stephen Jovetic coming on after 56 seconds and then de- uh, 56 minutes and then departing after 63 minutes with another injury. Uh, then Michael has got for a whole game without getting even a book in this time, so fair play to him. He's done well then. Arsenal took, uh, well, put Sunderland to the sword, didn't they? 4 uh, four one. it finished. Jacarini with a, a late consolation, but Giroud got them running early. It could have been more as well from listening to it on Sky Sports. Is this what Arsenal needed to kind of lift themselves up a bit after the midweek game? Absolutely, this is what it needed to do. They, um, a big difference this time is that they didn't make the mistake of playing Sonogo um, up front, which was, uh, I don't know why they did that against Bayern Munich. I mean, that bloody hell. But um, yeah, they need to bounce back and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. That, the reason he gave was that he said uh, Giroud was a slight injury and he's a bit tired. Fine. You got Podolski. <laughs> Play him. Yeah. He's, he's scored quite a few goals in the Champions League. I'm sure he can score a few more. Mm. But Odd choice, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Sonoko did a right against Liverpool last week, but it looked lively, but there's a bit of a difference between Liverpool and Bayern. That probably annoys them. Especially defensively. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. But Sunderland, we, they've been on a good run, but they're, they're still in that bottom four. What do you think? Do they, do they look like they're going to stay up? I think they've I got... Think yeah, I think they I will. Think that, I think they've got a bit of character about them. And... I just think they've just lost a game to Arsenal. I don't think there's any shame in a, a, a bottom half of the table team doing that at any point of the season, really. Yeah, a lot of teams have been battered in possession and shots by Arsenal, haven't they? And you just kind of have to accept it and move on, really. I just think that Arsenal managed to, to achieve exactly what I thought Man City would get from from this week. I thought I thought there was a chance that you'd get very similar results. Mm. But as we said, Man City's, where Man City stuttered, Arsenal have managed to cleanse their palate. Yeah. Uh, new Fulham boss uh, Felix Magath almost got a win, but a late uh, Mattia Vidra equaliser denied him of that. Uh, yeah, one all for Fulham. Rock bottom of the table, four points. Got to be disappointed in Ste- Stecklenburg there, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he's he's a good goalkeeper, I think, but well, he's an international goalkeeper. Yeah, for for a decent international side, mm. he should be he should be saving that. Yeah. I, I, I can't. It's just as those sort of things go go for you when you're 
in the top half and on form. It's just when when you're down there, mm. everything like that, all the little bubbles, all little deflections, the, the half saves all go in. I don't know what the um what the stats were in the game, but it's not like they were playing against Man City or Arsenal and they were, were getting absolutely battered for possession and shots and he's had to make 10, 15 saves and you know, the odds of you're going to eventually you're going to make a slight mistake mm. are, are just going to happen. I don't think that's that didn't seem reflective of the highlights that I saw in the game. No, West Brom had five shots on target, Fulham had three. Sounds like a fairly equal game. I do know I do know one stat though. They were one nil up when Dan Burns. I was came just going to say, yeah. <laughs> and then ten minutes later, they uh, equalised. Not that I'm blaming him for the goal, <laughs> but just a coincidence. <laughs> also, did anyone see um, Felix Magath's cardboard glasses? What's going on with them? I'm just looking at a picture it of looks, them now. It looks like they're made out of car. Yeah, they do. He's just like painted. <laughs> he's apparently a very, very hard uh, taskmaster and likes his discipline. Yeah, I've heard he's he's fined players ten thousand pounds for losing the ball and not tracking back. Oh Christ! Stuff like that. Can you imagine how happy Berbatov is? Good job, good job, Berbatov. Yeah. yeah, and Ruiz and uh, Darren Bent may be in trouble though. Just on the last point on Fulham, they need to get Metropoli fit. Because you think he came on for his debut, didn't he, for like the last twenty minutes or so? But yeah. he's the—I think—he's the man that could save their season. I think he's—it's a risk because he hasn't played at this level before. But he's got the goals in him in the Champions League and in the Greek League, and he should be on form. If he—if he scores five or six goals and wins him a few games, I think—I think they could stay up. Yeah, he could be the difference. To steal the Nuges nickname. Anyway. Uh, the last game for Saturday then was uh, a Man United 2-0 win uh, away at Crystal Palace. Uh, Van Persie with a penalty and Rooney scoring to uh, celebrate his new contract. Colin, you've got a, a slight issue with uh, Mr Rooney's new deal. Well, I, I just have to say, you know, I mean, the, the guy's reported to be on a £300,000 a week contract. Um, to put that in perspective, that is... Um, more in a week than Accrington Stanley, who are in League Two, get from their annual gate receipts <laughs> in a season. <laughs> so I don't deny Wayne Rooney taking the opportunity to get as much money as he can. That's great, but we'd all do it in the same circumstances. Oh, yeah. But has has football gone a little bit mad now? Is this sustainable? I just don't understand why £300,000 a week would make any more difference to Wayne Rooney than if he was on, say, £100,000 a week. What else is he going to be able to buy (laughs) that money? He's got everything he wants in the world. What else could he need that extra money for? Yeah. I don't think it is sustainable. The bubble's got to burst eventually, but then if Sky and now BT keep pumping in so much money... It's it's all on their shoulders, isn't it? As long as they're going to support it, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, surely. But this well, is Ma- this is Manchester United. They're a relatively well-run club, and the idea that, that mm. they're, they're off the pitch, Colin. <laughs> they are, yeah, they're run at a profit. Is what, are uh, they? what I mean. <laughs> yeah. How how much debt are Manchester United in? About two hundred million quid or something like that? that. That's not debt from from operating losses. That's that's debt from a leveraged buyout. Mm. Oh, hang on, this is accountant talk. <laughs> as long as they keep winning things, that's how they're paying off their debt, aren't they? The last couple of seasons. Yeah, but then what happens when they don't qualify for the Champions League, which they will not? They get all that glorious what? Europa League money. I think the understanding is that they've budgeted for that. Yeah, I think I've heard they said that we can afford it for one season. Yeah. And that's fair enough. You give Moyes time. You give him another summer to really get his feet under the table and see what he can do. But my point, I, what I thought about it is, is Rooney now bigger than this club? Is he? He's kind of got everything he wants, hasn't he? I don't think. I think the. I think you have to look at it from the factors that he was about to enter the last year of his contract. Hmm. So you're then faced with the option of of selling him for a, a small amount of money, or letting him go in a year's time. If you let him, either of those situations, you're going to need to replace him. And if you're looking at a, a player of the value of, say, um, if you're thinking that he's of the stature of, say, a one matter, mm. well, we already know how much money that's cost Manchester United to buy him. Yeah. 
that's the kind of money they'd be looking at spending again, as well as having to pay that player they buy 200, 250 grand a week anyway. So that extra 50 grand a week that they're paying him on top of that is a saving as opposed to forking out 35, 40 million pounds yeah. to get that player in. It's interesting to uh, see that Rooney's also going to be, you know, they're going to go to him for transfer advice and and that as well and you know, discuss future signings with him. Would that but that's not uncommon. That's not uncommon at many clubs. It's just not, it's yeah. just being made a big deal of. You, you don't think that they that they don't have the same sort of situation at Barcelona or Real Madrid. I know for a fact that it's been widely reported that Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Thiago Silva have the owner's ear mm-hmm. about signings at PSG. But this is a player who, you know, last year was, or even this, uh, if you read the press, you know, in the summer trying to manufacture a transfer away from the club. And now he's, you know, on more than likely the top earner and, you know, you know Mr. Big Shot at the club. Mm. But who do you who do you believe there though? Because there's co- there's clearly conflicting stories in Rotem Zach because Moyes has come out this week when talking about the contract and said things quite to the contrary of that. It seems that that story's mainly come out from Ferguson. Well, I think he, Rooney has history with trying to leave United, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if he tried tried it during the summer. But you know, no one's you know he hasn't got the you know. The uh, presence as a big marquee player for one of the, you know the Real Madrid's, the Barcelona's, the Bayern Munich's. The only club you could have really seen him going to was PSG, mm. or a direct rival like Chelsea, who United wouldn't have sold to. So I, you know, I think he he realised that maybe he wasn't going to get the move that he wanted, and you know, take United for all that he could. I mean, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, he's obviously got a very good agent, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's advising him. But the difference is that if the, if he'd been able to get the move that he, in fact that you're suggesting he wanted, then he wouldn't have got the money that he he would because in that case, Manchester United probably would have happily taken a suitor in in June and would have sold him. But the market clearly wasn't there for the player. Can, can I just pop in here with a bit of common sense? If I, I don't believe for a second that Wayne Rooney is involved in any sort of behind-the-scenes transfer news or anything like that on Manchester United should get in and who, who they shouldn't. Because imagine that being put on a player. It's going to make him an exile in the dressing room. He doesn't want it. He doesn't know who's a good player and who's a bad player. That's not his job. He just plays football. I don't think that he's been involved in transfers at all or, or been brought in. Manchester United circle, if you like. Um, I think that's nonsense. I think that's paper talk. Um, I, I heard Ron Atkinson say, who who was an ex-Manchester United manager, that there is no way that a player at Manchester United would ever be pulled in to negotiate transfers or, or new dealings with. No, no. It's, I, I can't see that happening. Yeah, it's been a Especially while since me as well. It's been a while since Big Ron was in the game. Can I your though. source? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's not been involved with the game for quite a while, Ryan Atkinson. I, I, I think maybe you're, you're overthinking perhaps the role that he's having, Colin. I think essentially it, it's, it's as little as them coming to him and going... What do you think? We're thinking of, we're thinking of signing Tony Cruz. What do you think? Hmm. And he'll go, yeah, he's a good player. He's of the calibre of player we should be getting at Manchester United. I think that's a good idea. It works well on Football Manager. It should be implemented in real life. But, I don't think he's going to them and go, with a scouting report going, <laughs> right, there's this this 19-year-old kid playing in the um, Croatian league who I've looked at. I'll send Colleen now. Get, yeah, we can get him for two and a half mil. <laughs> I don't think players should be going to, to, to have anything to do with, with transfers. Exactly. So that's, that's for the scouts, that's for the managers, that's for the, the people who, who are behind the scenes. A, a footballer should just be a footballer. I don't think they should have any, any say whatsoever. I think the managers and the, and the coaches should be the people that, that, that um, decide or, or, or see players for what skills or what they're going to bring to the team or who they're going to work well with. I think they should analyse their players, what, what, what advantages they've got and use 
their skills, their their scouting skills to to pick players who they think will go well with a team. I don't think a footballer should be should have any say in it whatsoever. He is just a footballer at the moment. One day he might be a scout. One day he might be a a coach in in the game. But he is just a footballer. I, mean, I don't think he should have any say whatsoever. Exactly, James. And on that as well, say say that you are the top player in the Millwall team or the Portsmouth team or the Everton team or you're Wayne Rooney at Manchester United and the manager goes to you and say, oh, well, what, what do you think about this player? You think, hold on a minute, you're the manager. Why are you coming yeah. to me? <laughs> you know, exactly. if, if, if the manager said to me, you know, oh, I want your advice, I'd say, well, this guy's lost it. You know, you, you it's just not all love play- in football management. It's, it's people, players, managers are, have to be harsh with their players and discipline. If 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 I was a footballer and I and and the managers were coming to me for advice, I'd think I'd have them in the palm of my hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess some footballers you know, do have their managers and do have their teams like that. But I mean, I, I, I in the championship, I don't think that happened. In the in the lower leagues, there's a complete. There's no. There's not so much of. Um, big players having teams for dinner but um you know a manager's got to be harsh with, with players not 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 lovey-dovey with them they are their managers mm. and not 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 asking them for advice on who to sign that's their job well talking of a manager who loves his players uh, brendan rogers had a, a quite a fun sunday afternoon a 4-3 win at home to swansea quite a game thanks guy for making us miss this one uh two for Sturridge, two for henderson two for boney and one for shelby Super Sunday it indeed. Nice it would have been nice if someone could have defended. <laughs> Why is that Liverpool back four so bad? Because they're not bad players. I don't Aren't they? I, I love Daniel Agger. Skirtles are yeah, right. brilliant. Torre, they're not Skirtle. brilliant players, are they? They're not, yeah. No, but because in three to Swansea, they're better than that, aren't they? I don't think they've got the midfield in front of them. They haven't got that holding midfielder. Yeah, they're all quite attacking, aren't they? Yeah. Have, you not, have you not heard of Stephen Gerrard? <laughs> I mean, he's not... Reinvented. He, yeah, he's not quite there yet, is he? He's not Claude McAlaney yet, is he? <laughs> Are you saying that one day he might develop into something resembling a bit of a player? <laughs> he could do. Give him time. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, Sturridge, is, he's got to be the main man for England in the summer, surely, you'd think. Right through the middle. 26 goals in 27 games for Liverpool, I think I saw. He scored eight in his last. He scored in each of his last eight Premier League games. Not bad, and there, some of them are Only- wonderful finishes nah. as well. Nah, oh, play, oh, play, play Danny Welbeck. What happened to Danny Welbeck? Does he still play Who football? Cares? He hasn't Hopefully played for United for ages, has he? Good. Hopefully, it means he won't get in the England squad. Oh, we're still getting there. Yeah. No one else. Left side. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad for Liverpool though. Four three keeps them. Uh, Keeps them in the top four. Yeah, but like you said, the defending was poor, and they lost. They they were two 0 up. Yeah, they went went down to two all, but got themselves got themselves in front again, and, and lost the lead again. They lost the lead twice in that game, <laughs> and that's worrying because, like you said, the Swansea aren't all that. Mm. I saw a fantastic a fantastic joke on Twitter, which was, um, "Imagine how many goals this Liverpool def- attack would score against this Liverpool defence." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's worrying for them because obviously no Champions League this year. They can kind of afford to get away with this in the Premier League, scoring more than the opposition against the lesser teams. But you try this in Europe, you're just going to get absolutely demolished. Yeah, well, I also I also think that it's all well and good that they can um, they could finish in fourth this season, and that, that would be a great achievement for them. But I think that not only do they need to improve the quality of the players they've some of the players they've already got but they also need to to strengthen that squad and I I wonder whether they've got the the resources to do that. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot of players there's a lot of players there that especially in that defense that've been there for a while. They're not they're not going to get like Agger and Skirtle. They're not going to get any better. No. Tory. So they do need to that's probably what they've they're looking to bring through that um those two young defenders. I've, the name escapes me. The one the French one. Uh, Sarko, Sarko, yeah. Sarko, yeah, that's one. And the other one, is it Alori? Yes. But you haven't seen much, that much of them, but so you don't know how good they're going to get, but they, need, they do need to strengthen that squad a lot because there's quite a few players that are 
getting on a bit in that team. Well, the way you could do the strengthening that squad is by you've got a, one very sellable asset, haven't you? That's not scored for five games now. <laughs> Might be jumping the gun slightly to think oh, selling me rubbish, but you could get a lot. Of I have a feeling. Players. I have a feeling this is going to move us brilliantly onto another team at play today. <laughs> what the the, the, uh, the Tottenham game? Adam by any chance? Yeah, oh. that was dreadful, wasn't it? What was that dross? <laughs> I've got a bone of contention with because it, it seems that all of a sudden I, I'm sticking with that I've always thought Tim Sherwood was a bit shit yes and it seems he managed to win a couple games and people started thinking he might be actually alright but we, I think we should all just take a minute to look at the substitutions he made in this game because they are bizarre <laughs> so Kapue gets injured who's his holding midfield player after 14 minutes yeah who does he, who does he bring on <laughs> Winger, Chadley. Chad, Chadley. In all fairness to Sherwood, he didn't have any holding midfielders on the bench. And he did have Moussa Dembele playing right wing. So he brought on the mid, the uh, Chadley and moved Dembele back into the middle. I think that was his, his logic behind that. Well, that he, could have put on, he could have put on Ericsson, maybe. I'd rather have Ericsson. Yeah, in a there. central midfielder. Ericsson, yeah. Ericsson seems to be out, a bit out of favour at the moment. He hasn't started the last few games, has he? That's because he can't play him as a two as his, in part of his two in midfield. <laughs> but then he takes then then they go behind, so he's chasing the game. So he goes to the classic approach of I'll take off a central midfield player and just put another striker on. <laughs> so he takes Paulinho off and brings on Soldado. Yeah, still not going for him. So he takes takes his left back off <laughs> in Danny Rose and replaces him with Andros Townsend. Why didn't Townsend come on when? Kapuwe went on. Oh. <laughs> Townsend's just come back from injury, hasn't he? So he and might not, not be very good. <laughs> he might not be fit enough to play eighty minutes yet. He should be on the bench then. They've got no, no one else. You've got Chadley there for. They've got Zeki Chad- Fryer and Chad- Harry Kane on the bench. I think their squad's a lot very deep at the moment. No. This B- Benta Lab, he's come out of nowhere, really, isn't he? He's their academy player. Is is he really better than Ericsson or he's a different type of player I'd say is he he is what kind of player is he because I've only seen him once today he and is... he didn't even know what he was doing really he is he's a... he plays a lot more deeper than what Ericsson would play he... he is the closest to what they have to holding midfielder oh right he was massively he, at does... he gets the ball goal. and moves it on quite quickly at this rate he's going to be on the plane Ross <laughs> Well, he was, you better get to know him. He was massively at fault for the Norwich goal today. He was dawdling on the ball, uh, got robbed of it by Van Borswinkle, who played in uh, Bradley Johnson, who played in Snodgrass with a, a lovely finish that we've seen quite a lot over the years, Colin. I mean, it's a good, good finish. Mm. What do you make of Norwich, though, Colin? A, a vital win. I think it is vital because of the the running that they've got. Um, especially their last four games, I think it is, yeah. which are pretty much or not going to get a point from those. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's a good result for them. Um, it, I think they're going to take it down to the wire, Norwich City. Um, they could possibly get relegated, but hey, we'll see. They're going to they're gonna need it from their big players, and they got it today from Snodgrass, didn't they? I admire his... Um... His willingness to stick with Van Wolfswinkle, as uh, Tom said in our private chat, we have he's, he looks so short of confidence. But it's, it's it's like the classic striker. It looks all right in build up play, anywhere like in the middle of the pitch. He's got a nice touch, lay off someone. As soon as he gets in that penalty box, hmm. it looks like he's about to shit him. <laughs> yeah, his head's gone completely. He doesn't know what to do in yeah. there anymore. And when he was, especially when he's one on one with Michael Dawson and doesn't try and run at him, yeah. I don't know why he was one of the doing. slowest men in the Premier League. <laughs> you could have knocked that around him and walked around the other side of him. Yeah, still got the ball. You could have had a cup of tea on the way. Right? <laughs> but yeah, vital win for them. And uh, the last game from this weekend, then it was Newcastle. Uh, they beat Aston Villa in um, an absolute snorer earlier on today. 90th minute winner from Laurie Cromie. Which I missed because I watched most of the game and then went out thinking this is no nil, and then it scored. Have a nice run, so there's nothing noteworthy to discuss of this match. Neither team deserved to win, and Newcastle got a goal in the last minute. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, round we'll have we'll have more fun you telling us about uh, more information about the rugby boy instead, Ross. 
150 quid. Fuck's How big is it? What sort of colour? 200 by 300. Uh, nice, Tiger skin. A nice brown colour. Brown? Yeah, we got like a coffee front room, you see. Uh, it's got a fit in. Uh, you, could, you can spill whatever you want on a brown rug top. Exactly. Baby on the way. We need to think about these things. Let's see. Uh, let's talk about the championship then. Let's talk about an equally thrilling game as the Newcastle game. The Leeds-Middlesbrough game. Colin, that was a, a thrilling minute, wasn't it? Yeah, it was um, exasperating, wasn't it, really? As much as anything else. Noel fucking Hunt. Why Why is he played? <laughs> um, listeners to the podcast will probably know my particular bugbear with him. Absolutely pointless player. Um, <laughs> no point having him at a team like Leeds United. He, he's a good player in a good team with better players around him. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't got better players around him um, which means all the stuff he does is quite useless provides absolutely um, nothing on the pitch no it it was so frustrating because I, I was just shouting and just saying just, just make a change any change I didn't mind who um, I do believe that perhaps Jimmy Kebe who when he's played for opposition sides against Leeds United has you know, absolutely destroyed us. Mm. Um, I, I do perhaps think that he's suffering from something like osteoporosis or something. <laughs> the, 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 the way he's performing for Leeds United. Um, Slowest winger I've ever seen. He's, he's, he's not good, is he? Um, all the signs are there that there's a good team. And I just hope that with time, we can maybe sort it out. Mm. Um, but to be brutally honest, um, I think Leeds are one of those teams of probably about six that are fighting to give themselves a chance of that sixth playoff spot. But on that performance, I couldn't really say that they're going to manage it um, no. with regret. Man of the match, our, our goalkeeper, that tells you all you need to know. Which was Jack Butland, which we should add as, as well, Ross, because... Um, that's quite a good signing, yeah, he's really. Better than Paddy um, Kenny, isn't he? Yeah, loan signing from Stoke. Um, Mark Hughes was happy to send him to Leeds. He's been previously working for Barnsley uh, earlier in the season. Um, and yeah, he looked, he looked good. Um, yeah, he made some good saves. I was happy with him. So, yeah, so players are coming into Leeds and it is promising, but whether it's enough for this season to get him into a promotion push, I, I, I don't know. No. Just quickly on just quickly on Jack Buckland, do you think he must have been lied to? Would it have because, been? because why would he have joined Stoke? Because he, he suggested he turned down turned down a loan an offer from Chelsea, didn't he? Because yeah. he didn't want to be a number there was, two. There was rumours that Begovic was leaving, wasn't there? Because I think was it Man United interested him, so he yeah. must have been I told think that. Yeah, Begovic that's what I mean. Still might go in the summer and um, Sorensen's not getting any younger so they uh, you know he might have made a, a sensible decision I'll bide my time a little bit yeah because even if he went to Chelsea he's still got um, you know Czechs does a good couple of years in, in him and then he's I got problem with Courtois. Courtois. <laughs> I think Czechs been so. pretty average for the last few years so I think I, can, I think Begovic or Courtois could be first choice there in the next couple of years mm. Yeah, well, if, if he was lied to, I'm happy that he has been because he's alone on us now and he's done right. Well, if it wasn't one game he played anyway. Uh, we were speaking to Barnsley there quickly. They uh, had a, a 1 0 win, didn't they, James? They did. The relegation scrap. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I don't know a thing about it. I didn't even. I, I saw the result. I was at work as, as the result was coming in. I saw it and I just. I didn't even want to read how if how well we played or how badly we played or what Holloway had to say. Do you want the match stats for this? Because uh, possession fifty fifty shots fourteen sixteen corners four four fouls eleven ten. The most even of games. Jesus, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's beginning to get worrying now because uh, um, Charles have three it, games in hand on you just behind you. Yeah, well, like I say, if they win, if if the bottom three win their games in hand, then we're bottom, mm. which is worrying. Um, you know, goals, uh, the games like against their uh, Yeovil, Barnsley, and Bolton were we were especially after the way we played against Reading and Burnley. Yeah, despite losing them, it it seemed a lot better. So when we thought 
So when you think we're going to go up against these players who are around where we are, you'd have thought we'd put in better performances, but we, you know, we've got two draws and one and a loss. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, It's not great. I mean, like I say, I, I'm not slating Holloway yet. Because um, delighted that he's there. Yeah, Scott has his team in there. But he, like a team, he picked up an absolute shitstorm. <laughs> um, but he signed all these great players. It's just getting them, getting them scoring now. Well, he has signed Freddie Bassoni though. He's not a great player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who came on in the 85th minute and got booked? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't really know much about him, but apart from what you told me, oh, he's fucking terrible. If, uh, if, <laughs> it was brilliant. It's like you, you read the. Um, you, you, when, I, when I saw the tweets coming in, it, it read, former Barcelona fullback joins Millwall. Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> 31 years old, he's like in their youth team or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. But um, I think he asked Leeds to be dropped because he couldn't handle uh, how, how much abuse he was getting from the fans. <laughs> so. so why would you come to Millwall? <laughs> the, 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 probably the hardest, hardest place to play at home yeah. when you're playing badly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's a brave man uh, let's go to League 2 briefly Pompey neither of you two were there but you saw the result can't be happy boys I saw a more important result on the south coast uh, I, didn't, I didn't see it but yeah Greg you were at Gosport Borough game I was yeah we'll uh, skim over the Pompey game <laughs> all I know is uh, we, we, we didn't do particularly well and Richie Barker is a very unhappy man at the moment and so we'll see, we'll see we, we, yeah we see yeah um, Hopefully, get a response from him at home to Accrington Stanley. And then you're on TV Tuesday next night. Monday. Yeah, Against, and then uh, um, Chesterfield. Yeah, hoping to go to that one. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah, there's a game I was at Gosport Borough versus Hamilton Waterlooville in the uh, FA Trophy second leg semi-final. Absolute scene. Uh, tied at one all after the first leg, and uh, Gosport came out triumphant, winning two nil. Uh, two goals from former Oxford, Torquay, and Millwall striker uh, Tim Sills. Play for Millwall. Who? So, <laughs> oh, a bit before your time, I think. <laughs> He's like 35 now. <laughs> Good game. But, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Three, three, almost 3,000 in Privet Park, which uh, as a club that gets around 400 <laughs> for, as an average for a home gate. Um, yeah, fantastic. Some of the uh, result, uh, good atmosphere, and we're going to Wembley. Some of the haven't youth players took it well, didn't they, Tom? Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I think. Do you think this this guy's just a bit jealous that um, <laughs> that Gosport going to Wembley and he's not just tweeting? And somehow the pub team are off to Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> just fantastic. a bit jealous, mate. The fantastic thing is um, the the main target of abuse from all the haven't supporters was our goalkeeper. Um, uh, Nathan Ashmore, who um, who is a big lad, but he um, every time he seemed to be going down a lot um, really? um, during the second half, and um, it, it came all stemmed from a big clash he had with um, the centre forward in the first half, where he's actually had his um, his uh, manhood stitched back up today, Ooh. and that was uh, so you can kind of forgive him for hitting the deck a little easy. You can also see it as I well. Don't, I don't know why he felt the need to tweet a picture of his cock and Yeah, that was <laughs> maybe... A, a, I didn't a expect to see that on my Twitter <laughs> over, uh, You don't get that when you open the open the independent over your cornflakes, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit TMI, that one. But... I like how someone, one of the Haven't uh, fans also tweeted uh, to his mate, uh, oh yeah, Gosport cheating pricks, obviously cheated and paid the ref to... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, with all the money that Gosport have got in thousands of pounds of debt, they're going to pay a ref, are they? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should try. Just some listeners won't maybe understand the the, the ins and outs of the FA Trophy. I'm, I'm, half the people on the podcast probably don't. Either. <laughs> I was going to say, just listeners. Um, yeah, um, but it's essentially the it's kind of like a, a league cup, because uh, but for non-league. Yeah, and um, it, so it is like a junior league Wimbledon, <laughs> and and it is. Um, it, this they're playing Gosport are playing Cambridge in the fun who are second in the conference and the league below Gosport are bottom of. Yeah. So this is kind. Of, I worked out this is kind of the equivalent of Manchester City playing Yeovil. <laughs> <laughs> so the odds might be stacked against us, but that won't stop us having a, a good day out. I think we're going to have a, uh, a man of the post team outing. Are we we're going to rock up at. It's up not very often yeah. that Gosport goes to Wembley. No, it certainly isn't. 
All right, then. Well, let's move on to um, our betting corner, shall we? Uh, nobody won last week, and Adam is has got a slight axe to grind about this. Furious. <laughs> I called the podcast off at quite a late time. Yeah, so late that I had a bet prepared, and that tells you everything about how late it was. Very late, indeed, yeah. Uh, what was your bet last week, Adam? Um, let me just find it. It was it was all of the Champions League games. I had Barcelona to win, minus one. <laughs> Uh, Bayern Munich to win, Atletico Madrid to win, and what was the other game? Uh, Paris Saint Germain yeah. to win. Yeah, yeah, and it would have returned like four hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> Good work, Ross. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I've gone for a very similar bet for this week. Okay, uh, well, we'll just read off the table quickly. Um, so, without your return last week, uh, Adam, you're currently on minus 183 down at the bottom there. Uh, but unofficially top. There's an asterisk. <laughs> There's an asterisk again this season. Asterisk to it. Tom, you've got minus 160. James, minus 77. Colin, minus 29. Uh, I'm on minus 28. And Greg, you're on minus one pound. Uh, so, go on, in, Adam, what you got? I've gone for Manchester United to beat Olympiacos. Yes. Zenit St. Petersburg to beat Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea to beat Galatasaray. Yeah. And Real Madrid to beat Schalke on minus one. And £10 returns £343.98. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> All right, Tom, what have you got for us? Um, I can't even remember. That's how interested I am in this set these days. Scotland, um, oh, yeah, it was Scottish. Let me find it. Oh, yeah, it's in the Scottish Premier League on Tuesday night. It's uh, Ross County versus Inverness and St. Johnson versus Motherwell, both to be draws. Uh, £10 returns, £105. I don't even know where they are in the league. <laughs> Colin, what do you reckon to that one? Is that going to come in? Who knows? It's Scottish football. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You know. <laughs> I've, I've, I've gone for some Scottish bets, but I ain't gone for that one. <laughs> uh, James, you're next up. What have you got for us? Uh, I'm going for a classic Belfontaine <laughs> bet. Um, I've gone for Everton to beat West Ham, Swansea to beat Palace, QPR to beat Leeds, and Leicester to beat Charlton. Um, ten pound only returns sixty-one pound for that fourfold. You should, you should include a Millwall win. That'll make it up. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> too far, man. Too far. <laughs> Cheers, James. Colin, what have you got for us? Well, well, I've gone for uh, five games. I've gone for one English game and four Scottish. I've gone for Chelsea to beat Fulham at the weekend in the Premier League. And I've gone for Celtic and Rangers, who are both playing midweek and at the weekend. So I've gone for Celtic to beat Aberdeen and Celtic to beat Inverness Cali Thistle. Right. And I've gone for Rangers to beat Stranraer and Rangers to beat East Fife. £10 on those five bets returns £40.62. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I've gone for uh, Manchester United to beat Olympiacos and Zenit to beat Dortmund. Uh, £10 returns £84. And Greg, our leader, minus £1. What have you got for us? I have... Oh, crap, I've forgotten. (laughs) Um, I've gone for... Football League action. It was Tuesday night. I've gone for Fleetwood to beat Plymouth at home and Preston to beat Rotherham at home. £10 returns £42. Excellent. Thank you very much. All right, I've got a little game that we can play. Um, Your footballers are nice. <laughs> no, it's not as um, not as good as that. It's uh, basically football and sport f- films and uh, their taglines. And I just want you to tell me what the film is from their tagline. Really? You can all guess as much as you want until someone gets it right. Oh, I love this. <laughs> but no Googling, though. No. no, no, I love films. So. <laughs> all right, then. Well, Greg's a film student, so if he doesn't yeah. win... <laughs> so, this isn't fair. Some of these films, uh, I don't think they study in film class, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Street. pretentious enough. Green Street free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, Tom. <laughs> all right, then. So our first film, uh, the taglines for it are... Not your usual suspects. George. How about a sport film? And it's not just about football, it's about pride inside. What are we thinking for this one then? Unusual suspects. Goal. Ooh, close, Colin. That's, 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 that's a football one. Goal two, goal three, goal four, <laughs> goal five. 
<laughs> it's none of the goal films, I can tell you that. Oh, What's the play? one with Sean Bean called where he plays for Sheffield United? I can't tell you. When Saturday comes. Yeah. Isn't it? That is I the film, yes, but that's not the taglines for those. Uh, there's, only one, there's only one Jimmy Grimble. <laughs> Legendary film. It, can you repeat it, please, Ross? David Seaman's goalkeeping nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I can. It's uh, not your usual suspects. And it's not just about football, it's about pride inside. Escape to victory. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately Must not, be. no. Oh. I'll give you a clue, Vinnie Jones is in it. Oh, Me Machine. Me Machine. Oh, you got that first. I did. I think that was great. I'm having that. Oh. Okay, Greg's one up. Our second film. I've just got one tagline for this. Uh, you should get this, though. Every dream has a beginning. Goal. Goal. Oh, James had that. Straight <laughs> in there. Oh. This one may be tricky. Um, get ready to kick some grass. The sensation <laughs> that swept Asia is coming to theatres. Sholin oh, Soccer. Oh, oh Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've never even heard of that film. <laughs> my, my, my unit on on soccer films is uh, paying off. Oh really? Can I... <laughs> no, no, Can that I... was a joke. That, <laughs> I didn't really do that. <laughs> Should do. All right, the next one. Uh, life gets complicated when you love one woman and worship eleven men. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. Afraid not, Colin. No. Oh. This is a tricky one. It's quite an older football film. Uh, well, if Colin can't get it, what, what chance have we got? Based, oh, is it um, based on the book? Is it Gregory's Girl? Nope. Oh. Stars Colin Firth. Colin Firth. King's Speech. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. Uh, Bridget Jones' oh, Diary. Yeah. I think Colin might have it. No, it's it's by the guy who did um, High Fidelity. Nick Hornby. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, is it? Um, oh, is it Fever Pit? It is. Yes. That's the one. Hornby that gave it away. I'm going to give Tom uh, a bonus point there just for comedy answers. <laughs> oh, we can all do that. <laughs> all right. Your next clues then. Uh, their goal was freedom. Now is the time for heroes. Escape to victory. You'll get a point for that one. (laughs) You can all have one for that. Everybody gets a point, Dave. (laughs) Feels like the same. We're all losers now. Uh, (laughs) This is our last actual football one. Then I've got a few um, just sport ones. Oh, good because I've been saving some of those. (laughs) All right. Sometimes to follow your dreams, you've got to bend the rules. That's got to be bend it like Beckham. Straight in there. I didn't even get to say an Indian girl born to play soccer for England. I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> okay. That's really spelling out the plot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a... Once you've read that, you don't need to watch the film. No, that's the narrative in one swift sentence. <laughs> All right, I've got four more left. Um, he doesn't play golf. He destroys it. Happy oh, Gilmore. Happy yeah. Gilmore. I had him straight in there with that one. Oh. Um. Next one then. His whole life was a million to one shot. Rocky. Oh, James. <laughs> Skills. Show me the money. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Add him in there again. Uh, Last one then. I would say it's close, but Greg's one by a mile. Um, any given Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> if you build it, he will come. Uh, Field of Dreams. Crocodile. <laughs> it is Field of Dreams, Adam. Um, oh, Greg's, Greg's actually just shaded it by one from Adam there. 5-4. Okay, so we're at the end of the uh, the random game. That brings us to this week's podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for being here this week. It's, I think it's the first time everyone's been here for a very long time. Um, and all our teams lost. We didn't. Like we drew. It felt like a loss, yeah. though, after watching it. Getting up early after four hours sleep to watch that. You put me off now, James. What was I doing? <laughs> Sounded a little cry, I think. Oh, yeah. That's the standard. Um, yeah, so make sure you check us out on Twitter. We're quite active on there. Um, we can't follow any more people, unfortunately, thanks to Twitter's stupid rules. So um, we've hit our limit. But follow us anyway. Yeah, you'll enjoy what you see. Some great tweets like Loldado today. Um, that's at Man on the Post. 
uh, if you want to follow me personally, I am at Ross Bell 1984. Um, James, what is your Twitter handle? It's capital J R Belfontaine. Uh, Greg, what about you? Uh, Greg Kitchen. Colin. I am C A S Cas seven zero seven. Tom. Uh, mine's Alano eleven. And Adam. Adam SA101. Thank you very much. Um, I think that's all for this week. So we shall return next week, next Sunday. Uh, well, next Monday for you guys listening. Um, make sure you check out the Extra Time podcast, which uh, will be out next week. Um, Chris, the host of the Extra Time podcast, had a bit of an issue with his laptop. Um, it died after we finished recording the best show ever, Adam. Pretty, yeah. You know like the, you know the song Tribute by Tenacious D? Think of that. <laughs> And that's what what we had pretty much. Oh, you'll never hear it. The lost pod. Chris is very upset about losing it. I said, "Don't worry, we've I've lost plenty of podcasts before, or bits of podcasts." It happens very well. Uh, so make sure you download us next week, and uh, if you're on iTunes, give us a five star rating review. And if you do, Colin will send you a fridge magnet. You lucky, lucky people. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye from Adam. Bye. Goodbye from Greg. See you later. Goodbye from James. Right. And goodbye from Tom. Right. And always remember, keep your man on the post. on the spot question news. it just puts me under so much pressure like when you said this is the first one I said the unusual suspect yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and when you said the uh, the, the, uh, the uh, Shaolin soccer one I said Hong Kong Fui what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Mike dancing. Bassett England manager done see if you can get this one he's a whole new breed of hero whole new breed super hit no, there's another tagline. He's got the whole world by the tail. Oh, it's a dog film. Soccer dog. Soccer dog. Soccer dog, <laughs> European Cup. <laughs> I think considering we've, merged, considering we've merged into films and last week we didn't turn up for a podcast, instead of saying we'll be back out next week, we should just do like they do at the end of James Bond and just say Man on the Post will return. Yeah. <laughs> this Christmas it's better to give than receive. Is that Die Hard? No. Mm. <laughs> That's Christmas. I can see how you think that is. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. Um, it's got. I've got more. Um, play or be played. <laughs> no, I'm struggling with this one. And the third, the third tagline I've got is "Life is a contact sport." I'm trying to think of Christmas sport films, and I can't think of any. Oh. Is it one of the Mighty Ducks sequels? <laughs> no, no, it's not. And I'm really disappointed that Mighty Ducks didn't feature in the main quiz. Oh, that'll be back. Don't worry. I think you stumped us, Adam. What is that one? It's Any Given Sunday. Oh, fucking hell. They've got nothing to do with the film, really. I think we should stop playing this game now, otherwise, we're going to ruin the, qu- the future quiz. <laughs> we're ruining yeah, exactly. it for ourselves. By not being willing to wait now. <laughs> there you go. We've all got plans. Don't. We're not going to ruin the quiz. James is going to go and watch Soccer Dog. <laughs> Let me just see if Soccer Dog's available to download. If it is, not, it's always a, everything's available to download. It is true. There is one I was going to say, but I know it's on your list, Ross. So I'm going to say no. I'm not. No. 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 It's How about. From the mean streets of Harlem comes the greatest basketball player the world has ever known. Space Jam. No, Rebound, the legend of Earl the Goat Manigold. (laughs) Okay, we can't just make films out. (laughs) Soccer Dog is available to download. Is it available just on Netflix, though? Oh, I don't think so. That'll make your life easier and easier. It's only got one seeder, though, so I may be downloading this for the rest of time. (laughs) <laughs> Madrid are losing 3-0 to us sooner. Jesus. Yeah, they're playing awfully as well. They've been top, that's what I'm at. That was the real quiz. Yeah, this is the this is the beginning of the end. If you search well, It's Real Madrid's turn to be top this week. If, if you search soccer dog, you get quite a lot of um rude films returned as well. <laughs> <laughs> I scored a soccer mum. <laughs> <laughs> 
Volume seven. All right, all right. Jesus. All right then. All right, Adam. Do you want it? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like I've been really twisting your arm then. Like you're going, all right, all right. Yeah, because you've been putting a load of shit films in here. So this this one's a football film, which you've all, which you've probably all seen, right? Based on a true story of one man who showed an entire country what winning was all about. It's Mike Bassett, England manager, isn't it? Yeah. Uh. No. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> is it that one with it Pele? Nope. Uh, one man who showed an entire country what winning was all about. Damned United. It is the Damned United. Oh, yeah, one. nice one, James. That's a tagline. That makes no sense. I bought... Yeah, I bought the Damned United country. and it's I bought it on DVD and it's, it's still wrapped up in cellophane. I've got two copies of the book if anyone wants one. Good film. <laughs> no, I got one. For, I got one for free from Starbucks on my iPad. I haven't read. <laughs>